commuting. Hello, my cubicle carpoolers, open space cyclists, corner office car sharers, home den dawdlers, and coffee shop subway riders. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am not the workplace hero. (laughs) If I'm doing my job correctly, I am slowly but surely, podcast by podcast, making you into a workplace hero. I'm simply the information superhighway. (laughs) Remember when we used to call the internet that? No? Nah, you're probably too young. Anyway, today's heroic idea came from workplace hero Aaron Moline, who sent me an email saying, I'm in the car a lot, with traffic so heinous that I often have to focus a lot and it can be exhausting. I have my ergonomics correct in the car, but I notice it makes me a little frazzled. Well, Aaron, commuting is exactly what I'm going to cover in today's episode. And remember, my heroes, that you can suggest topics just like Aaron did that you'd like me to cover by sending me a note on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or by emailing podcast at workplacehero.me. Now, as much as I hate to start the podcast off with a depressing list of horrifying stats, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Sorry. But before I do that, did you know that this podcast has an email newsletter that goes along with it? It does. And you can sign up for it at WorkplaceHero.me. The form is along the right-hand side, just below the subscribe on iTunes and subscribe on Android button. And rest assured, because we here at Workplace Hero believe strongly in the idea of Inbox Zero, you will only receive an email once per week and it'll be short, informative, and easy to delete. Best of all, just for signing up, you'll receive a coupon code for 10% off at the online health and fitness store, greenfieldfitnesssystems.com. Over there, they have a staggering array of supplements, gear, clothing, along with some other kind of wacky stuff that will help you keep healthy and fit. So, go to workplacehero.me, and sign up for the newsletter to get your discount code now. Okay, back to how commuting impacts your mental and physical health. And don't worry, I'm not just going to horrify you, (laughs) I will also let you know what you can do to offset the damage. According to a report in USA Today, the average North American's commute is 25.5 minutes each way. That's about 51 minutes per day, or 204 hours per year spent commuting. Now, just to put that in perspective, researchers recently found that most adults only do about 17 minutes of fitness activities per day, or about 103.4 hours per year. So, we are only exercising for approximately half the amount of time that we're spending commuting. The following list is from an excellent Time.com article called 10 Things Your Commute Does to Your Body by Carolyn Kalstra. Number 1. Your Blood Sugar Rises Driving more than 10 miles each way to and from work is associated with higher blood sugar. That's according to a report written by researchers from the University School of Medicine in St. Louis and the Cooper Institute in Dallas, and published in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine. And as we all know, high blood glucose levels can lead to diabetes. Number two, your cholesterol is higher. 
That same report in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that the 10-mile one-way drives were also associated with higher cholesterol levels among the commuters. This idea is similar to what we talked about in the To Stand or Not to Stand podcast with Katie Bowman from a few weeks ago, which you can find over at workplacehero.me stand. Number three, your depression risk rises. The researchers from the University School of Medicine in St. Louis and the Cooper Institute in Dallas also noted in their report that people with commutes of at least 10 miles each way have a higher tendency toward depression, anxiety, and social isolation. We'll talk about how you can shake that in a bit. Number four, your anxiety increases. A slightly newer report from the Office of National Statistics in the UK finds that people who commute more than half an hour to work each way report higher levels of stress and anxiety than people with shorter commutes or, of course, no commutes at all. Now, while there's often not much we can do to shorten or eliminate our commute, we can make the most of it by doing something enjoyable during it, like listening to your favorite podcast? Just saying. Number five, your happiness and life satisfaction decline. The same report from the UK found that people with commutes of any length experience lower life satisfaction and happiness than people with no commutes at all. Riding a bus for 30 minutes or longer was associated with the lowest levels of life satisfaction and happiness. It also resulted in the highest amount of chewing gum found stuck to the back of your pant leg when you arrive at work. Number six, your blood pressure temporarily spikes. A researcher from the University of Utah set up an experiment where participants were placed in simulated driving scenarios. They were told that they were either late to a meeting or had a financial incentive to get to their destination quickly. Half of the group was put in high-density traffic and the other half in a less congested environment. Not surprisingly, the people who drove in the more intense traffic had much higher reports of stress, as well as higher blood pressure. Now, this likely goes without saying, but if you're one of those people who feel like you're always in a rush, it might be worth leaving well before rush hour, even if you arrive at work at the same time as you normally would. You'll feel less anxious. Keep listening for some breathing techniques that you can use to help manage your stress levels. Number seven, your blood pressure rises over time as well. A study of 4,297 Texans found that the farther the participants lived from where they worked, i.e. their commutes were longer, the higher their blood pressure was over time. And high blood pressure over time is a major risk factor for heart disease and stroke. Number eight, your cardiovascular fitness drops. That same study again in Texas found that people with longer commutes also had lower levels of cardiovascular fitness and physical activity. I mean, it's not hard to see how spending more time sitting in traffic results in spending less time pounding the pavement or pumping iron. Number nine, your sleep suffers. The Regis Work-Life Balance Index found that people who commute for longer than 45 minutes each way reported lower sleep quality and more exhaustion than people with shorter commutes. 
For some tips on how to protect your sleep, refer back to the podcast with Dr. Tam that was about air and light over at workplacehero.me slash air and light. Number 10, your back aches. Spending hours a week slouched over in a car, a subway, or a bus seat has negative consequences on your posture and your back and neck, which is why I always recommend standing on public transit. Not only will you not nod off and miss your stop, but you will also spend the entire trip firing those little stabilizer muscles and engaging your proprioceptors, which can help diminish many of the physiological issues associated with sitting for long periods of time. Not surprisingly, according to a new study by researchers at McGill University in Montreal, commuters are more likely to feel happier walking to work than taking any other form of transportation. According to a BusinessInsider.com article, a team of researchers from McGill University surveyed over 3,300 students, staff, and faculty members about their travel times, comfort, safety, street harassment, cost, and wait times. The researchers found that participants were happiest when they walked, rode the train, or cycled to work, in that order. The researchers also found that participants reported lower satisfaction when they traveled by car, subway, or bus, in that order. When the researchers dug deeper into the factors that affected the commuter satisfaction, they discovered that travel duration mattered a great deal. Unsurprisingly, people with longer commutes felt less happy than those with shorter ones, but, and this is kind of cool, travel time mattered less to walkers, bikers, and bus riders, meaning an extra 10 minutes lowered their satisfaction by only half as much as it did for those who drive, ride a train, or take the subway. Also, gender was apparently a significant factor in determining satisfaction. Female participants were more likely to feel unsafe walking or riding the metro, the researchers explained that this finding makes sense because most women can be more at risk for street harassment, so the safety of a car can feel more comfortable. What a bummer. So, is the answer to be a man who walks or rides his bike to work for less than 10 miles? Well, no. I wouldn't leave you hanging there like that. That would kind of suck. But if the shoe fits, guys, well, wear it with panache, I guess. But here are some healthy commuting tips from the greatest.com article named How to Make Your Commute Suck Way Less by Sophia Breen. First, for public transportation. Number one, take the train. According to one study, train commuters are less stressed and have better moods than those who drive to work. Number two, bring your own entertainment. Use the train commute to prepare your brain for work mode. Instead of zoning out or mindlessly thumbing through Instagram, use a book or a puzzle to warm up for or cool down from a long day of work. Number three, find your zen. Place both feet on the floor, close your eyes and breathe deeply. The morning trip to the office can be a great time to get centered before a crazy workday. I am a huge believer in breathwork, and personally, I use a method called box breathing. My friend Abby Carver of Yoga15.com has a great video demonstrating how to do that. 
Here's Abby to explain. This technique is practiced by Navy SEALs in their training to help them deal more capably with highly stressful events. Learning to focus on your breath helps to clear the mind and increases your capacity for concentration. Close your eyes. Inhale, sit up tall, lengthen your spine and neck. Exhale, draw your shoulders back and let all the air out. Let's begin. Seal your lips and inhale through your nose for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Hold your breath for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. And hold the breath out for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Let's repeat that three more times. Inhale, two. I'll make sure to embed that three, video and a few four, more links that she sent me five. in the show notes over at workplacehero.me slash commute. Now, back to our list. Number four, turn off technology. Why start working early? Are you getting paid overtime? Unless you're expecting an important call or text, refrain from technology during your commute. Rather than answering emails before you hit the door, use the time for your own self-care. Number five, snooze between stops. With someone else's eyes on the road, there's really no reason you shouldn't take a short nap. Nodding off for a few minutes won't help you catch up from a severe sleep deficit, but a few short Z's can help you feel refreshed and be more productive. Pro tip, before dozing off, set a short timer so you don't miss your stop. Not like I've ever done that. Here's some tips for when you're driving. Number six, really, really relax. Okay, you can't actually meditate with your eyes closed while you're driving, but you can still practice mindful exercises. For example, progressive relaxation is done by tensing and relaxing each muscle group for five seconds. Start at your feet and continue all the way up through your body to your face. Combine this with long, slow breaths and you'll get an even bigger relaxation boost. <sighs> Number seven, learn something new. Turn that dreaded hour of gridlock into an opportunity to learn something. Download a podcast or an audiobook or even an app like Duolingo, which teaches you a new language. I'm using it right now to brush up on my French. Number eight, change your shoes. Interestingly enough, something as simple as changing from your work shoes to well-worn sneakers can make a commute much more pleasant. If you've got a formal dress code at the office, like high heels or a tie, changing at the end of the day is not only comfier, but it also tells your brain that the stress of the day is over. Number nine, loosen up before you drive. Sitting in the driver's seat after a long day in an office chair can have negative physiological effects. So get limber with some stretches before hopping behind the wheel. 
Abby Carver from the box breathing video also has a couple of great lists. One list of yoga poses that undo the damage caused by sitting, and another one that will help boost your energy at work over at yoga15.com. And again, I'll put both of those links in the show notes at workplacehero.me slash commute. And to round this all off, here are a few more happy, healthy commuting ideas that I found during my research. Studies show people who bike to work take fewer sick days than their driving or train riding peers. I know not everybody can ride their bike all the way to work, but if biking all the way isn't an option, consider cycling to a train or a bus station or meeting your carpool group a few miles from home. Get creative and figure out how you can squeeze some cycling in there. Spending tons of time alone in a car is not only boring, but it can also cause feelings of isolation and general unhappiness. So instead of commuting alone, try to find somebody to share the journey with. Unexpected evening traffic jams or delayed trains can quickly turn a great day sour. To prevent a pre-dinner meltdown, get in the habit of keeping a healthy snack on hand. For more information on snacks, go over to nutritionovereasy.com hero and get Monica Reinagle's complete guide to heroic workplace snacking. And also make sure to check out our past podcast on snacking at workplacehero.me snacks. You guys already know that sitting for a long period of time is bad since you listened to the podcast about it, but if you must sit during your commute, watch your posture, and keep changing it. Here are some things you can try. Sit at the edge of your seat for a few minutes and then sit as far back as you can for a few minutes. Next, keep your feet flat on the floor and then lift them just a little bit off the floor and see how long you can hold that position for. Relax and try it again. Draw your navel up and in and lift up through the crown of your head. Hold this anatomically friendly position for 20 seconds and then relax and repeat. If you're in a car, do some steering wheel isometrics. Just grip the steering wheel as tightly as you can and hold it for 30 seconds and then relax and repeat. Also, by adjusting the way that you're holding that steering wheel and which way you're applying the pressure, you can do steering wheel pushdowns, bicep squeezes, or even chest flies. If you're not driving, try some body weight resistance. You can try some elbow squeezes, some commuter crunches, or a torso twist. Now, you might get some odd looks, but think of it this way. You might just be brightening someone else's day. You would not believe what I saw this chick doing on the subway this morning. For your deep core, try some Kegel exercises, some glute squeezes, or some pelvic tilts. You can Google those to find out how to do it. And as Abby describes in her article that I mentioned earlier, you can do some neck isometrics to the front, to the back, or side to side. Another less active strategy is to listen to some soothing music. It may be tempting to use some high-energy music to wake you up in the morning, but up-tempo tunes can make your morning commute more stressful. There was a survey that showed that drivers who listened to heavy metal or loud rock were more prone to road rage and collisions. I think you could take that with a grain of salt. I know some people who really hate classical music. If there is one thing that we've learned during this podcast, 
it is that you should try to walk whenever you can. Most commutes involve some sitting, I, I know, but just try to walk or stand whenever possible. Hoofer to the bus instead of getting dropped off, or park the car in the commuter lot as far away as you can. And I can't stress this enough, if you are physically able, always take the stairs. Let me say that again. If you are physically able, always take the stairs. I want you to hear my voice every time you see a staircase. Always, always take, take the, the stairs. stairs. Maybe if you work on the 25th floor, you get a pass on this one. I mean, nobody wants to sweat up their Armani, but you can only make that excuse on the way up. And here's something a little unexpected. You can try smelling something nice. Commuting can be downright funky, so try some on-the-go aromatherapy. A drop of lavender or lemon essential oil can keep anxiety and other commuters' odors at bay. Lemon, lavender, and other plants like basil, oranges, jasmine, or laurel contain linalool, a chemical compound that has a calming effect. Finally, I would be remiss if I didn't give you your homework, and honestly, I almost forgot. But this week, I want to tell you about my new favorite pastime, gratitude. Big crowds, late buses, crappy weather, construction, or just inconsiderate jerks can rob you of your joy and your feeling of wellness. The fix? Use the power of your own mind to change your emotional reaction. If you let the commute do its magic, you'll feel miserable. So take that attention and put it elsewhere. The effects of gratitude and the ability to get in touch emotionally with a sense of thankfulness or appreciation can turn frustration and resentment on its head. And it's simple to do. Just ask yourself, what am I grateful for today? And then find something that really resonates with you. It can be fairly simple, like the kiss you got from your partner before you left, or the plans you have for the evening, or maybe it's that they finally spelled your name right on your morning latte. I've got a coffee here for Bork. You can use these moments to create a mental gratitude list and then focus on it on the way to and on the way home from work. I know a few of you are probably thinking that sounds a little woo-woo, but give it a try. At least five times this week, take a few minutes, and give it your best shot. I'm pretty darn certain you'll find some benefit. If you can use one, two, or heck, all of these techniques, I think you may just find that you arrive at your destination in a more content, physical, and emotional state. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, with editing help and the occasional vocal fry from Eleanor Cohen. Podcast logo by Ken Cunningham, and music by my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. Special thanks to Abby Carver for allowing me to use a portion of her box breathing video. You can find more about Abby at yoga15.com. That's yoga15.com. Now, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and get your 10% discount at greenfieldfitnesssystems.com and go make this week count.